0: Yo, it's Tessa. It's me. Um, So, should I explain why we changed the podcast again? Not really. Should I explain why I changed my name again? Maybe for another time. (laughs) I'm quite inspired just to talk to you guys today about a couple things pertaining to the full moon in Pisces. And I would love for you guys to just grab a cup of tea, take a couple deep breaths with us, Being me, my guides, spirits, your guides, spirits. (laughs) And kick back and maybe get a notepad and prepare for the monthly update. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sticking around, even though I've changed a thousand times. Um, and yeah, I appreciate y'all. All All right, let's get onto it. So september 9th which will be tomorrow depending on where you live this time the time at stations exact is different so i'm not even gonna bother giving you guys the date of the full exact illumination of the full moon just know that the full moon will be in pisces on the 9th of september and just as a preface the illuminations that we're going to be going through are going to be very similar to what we were going through in early february and march um being that full moon's don't only pertain to the time now, but to the time of the last pattern or cycle. Think of it like a remix to a song. Like there's a certain trajectory, a tempo, a pattern um, that pertains to the specific song. And depending on how it's remixed, based on certain inspirations, which there's many, it can have different outcomes. So think of this full moon in Pisces as an illumination of that time frame and what you were going through and how you are feeling and certain patterns you were living in and just take note of that. Um, and by taking note, I mean, don't fucking harp yourself. Just do regulation tactics to understand everything in a observant manner, not in a manner from an animal body. Cause your animal body can only tell you so much. Um, your spirit speaks through many things and your animal body is a channel for your spirit. So just ensure, that you're taking care of your animal body so that you can properly discern some certain perspectives and perceptions you had around that time frame all right i'm ranting about that this little pisces this full moon in pisces is illuminating our ability to integrate deeply embodied lessons and their fruits through our daily habits and our rituals pisces is the ruler of the heart mind and body connection intuition is simply that. that's why people call it the quote-unquote most intuitive sign there's no such thing as most intuitive there only is simply different textures of intuition i like to think of it as when our mind trusts our heart and our heart can trust our animal body and our spirit has the prime home to nest rest and speak like a germinating seed the subtle body needs the right environment to blossom so ensuring that we take care of our animal body is going to ensure that through the patterns and the processes we will have some form of clarity it may not be all the clarity you know because that can be blinding but enough to get us where we need to go for a next step and to be present within the moment versus trying to plan out an infinite future it's not very you know uh that's just unnecessary let's just say that so uh the potential is always there as long as we prep and nourish and tender our soil accordingly we will always be insured, essentially. Is what I'm trying to say that we can make better decisions, be discerning. Hence, the opposing relationship of Pisces to Virgo. When we're deeply embodied in our intuition, Pisces, we really are, that's coming from the place of our discernment, our discipline, our boundaries, our ability to root into the now of what our needs are now, and so that we can better tend to the future, Pisces. So, do you see like in Virgo being the now? the animal body, the virgin, the um, first crux of spectrum of understanding and pattern. So that high detail, the high pinpointing, the focusing, all of that, you know, that's all needed to germinate a seed. We need certain temperatures and certain textures and certain soil types for certain things to grow. And then from there, potential to morph, to have a different morphology, to have a different structure, to have a different beingness. That comes from this deeply integrated sense of self, this deeply integrated sense of self in relationship to our community and our servitude to our community and how that inherently serves us. Virgo being the serve server, the Virgin and Pisces being the community and the, not only the community, but our ancestors and the um, quantum community, not just this community here now in front of us, but our cellular community, our home community, our descendants community, the people who will be here because of us at some point, via also who we've been because of who brought us here. So that big, big, big picture needs all those tiny, 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 tiny details. And that's where the Virgo and Pisces relationship is going to be illuminated. That's what's illuminating in this full moon, this like insane, very hard to ground into if you try to think of it all at once. It's something that needs the daily habits to, to be the reminder of. To So how do I put this? We do this naturally, honestly. When we begin to fill our lives with daily habits, when we begin to assess our inner dialogue and our relationships based on those daily habits, we naturally will gear and steer ourselves in the direction of our soul's practices. And what I mean by that is as beings, as creatures, um, it's very, it's hard to put. Cause I mean, there's a lot of factors Their homeostasis isn't natural for everyone, but when it comes down to it, your body and your mind know how to revert back to what makes them most harmonious. It doesn't mean the happiest it doesn't mean the most joyful, not the most excited. I'm saying the most content, the most willing, the most stable and able um the most you know stress resist not stress resistant but resilient um the ability to go from extreme to extreme with grace and knowing where the grace is needing strengthening and so we do these that big work through how we wake up in the morning how we um communicate in our families And like with our bodies and like how we tend to those things and how much importance and vitality that has to us. Um, right now we're going to have a very visceral reaction to us not doing what it is that we think is best for us. It's going to be a very passionate pursuit and the latter. If, if we know we're not doing that or we've already been having that itch and it's not, we're not working with it. It could be almost, um, the Virgo, Virgo also represents the hermit. Um, and Pisces also represents, uh, it's the intero it's the moon. So <clears throat> I think of it as this very, it's like big grandmother energy and it's just like ever present, ever watching. And so when we think of like the combination of our servitude, of how we navigate ourselves through our day-to-day lives, how do we serve ourselves, how do we serve our friends and our family and our economy and the ecology we live within beyond capitalism. What I mean, like, what is in our control and how we attend to that? Like, what does that look like for us and how aligned is it with our goals and our needs? um and what is preventing us from having the ability to really execute that in the way that we think is necessary quote-unquote perfection but not perfection just consistent practice and that is more perfect than anything you know so how we do this naturally how we live within this because the full moon in pisces is naturally gearing us To do these things it's not like we have to do any crazy rituals if you just do what your animal body needs every day every morning every afternoon every night if you tend to those needs mentally and emotionally you will begin to unravel the pattern of not doing such things and in turn you will be filling your life with more things that naturally illuminate what it is that support you better and that will make you naturally passionate about doing that And so what I'm saying about this full moon in Pisces is we are going to naturally start to assess our inner dialogue and our relationships. And we're going to naturally start to either wreck things in our lives that aren't in alignment with us, because that's what humans do. We wreck them so that we can see that they don't work. um, And then we rebuild, or we're going to rebuild in the midst of, So as the things that are falling apart fall apart, we have some type of raft to float upon in the deep river of our karmic unraveling, (laughs) if that makes sense. So this full moon is going to illuminate what it feels like to nourish our life's purpose through small details and how to assess small details and the relationship with our vision. Then how that vision and this relationship will support our global community in an organic manner. We are nature, we carry on through ecology. Understanding the patterns and essence of simple and mundane aspects of our lives gives us insight in our future, our present, and how to perform in both spaces. Pisces is ruled by Neptune now, but in past astrological relations, it was ruled by Jupiter. This is in the Gregorian relationship. I'm not talking about Vedic or anything. Pisces is also a karmic indication that we have done this before. Pisces is the cosmic godmother, grandmother, being grandmother. And when I say godmother, I mean both the masculine and feminine. So Neptune, to me, represents grandmother. Jupiter, its past incarnation, represents the father. Neptune is a gaseous planet, large and soft, and yet powerful in her pull. The conditions are too are chaotic when too close. Neptune is a planet of embodied understanding of chaos, or better yet, how what chaos truly really is, and that is potentiality. And potentiality masturbating in a cauldron of spectrums, meaning extremes and the gradients of such. Feeling all those in-betweens. Neptune can be seen as disassociative, dreamy, and connected to our deep con- consciousness. Some call it subconscious. Um and disassociated maybe because it's so observant of so many dynamics it's staying so open that there is no discernment it just is experiencing that's why there's two different places for those beingnesses you don't always have to be discerning you don't always have to be disassociated or always uh illuminated by our soul's passions like those are the spectrums and times and places for that that have a place for a reason and they feed naturally our bigger picture and what we're trying to create Um, so being concerned so much so with the subject of the matter is honestly not indicative of what will actually become if this makes sense if i'm even making any sense to any of you jupiter is the planet of intense expansion big and penetrative and yet all encompassing and acts as a filler in a way to me at least fills up spaces like water does to land hence jupiter and pisces relationship at one point in the past you know cycles it finds a direction and a center and it fills it fully pisces is an archetype of full spectrum beingness it is the lived it is fully felt in harmony pisces exudes trust and interdependence and serendipity and serenity that is seemingly otherworldly what, to me, otherworldly means truly is what it can be. It is this deeply empathetic understanding of the way things just work. This all this is all-knowing in the sense of predictability. It is a sense that there is such a broad vision of what outcomes and reasons for causation, that there is little resistance and acceptance of what is and will be. The way a grandparent instills you with wisdom in simple ways, simple sayings, intermingled with profound feelings. Pisces steps into your morning routines and asks you to feel the gravity of which it means that you are here. It can be the blissful existential crisis with your morning coffee that changes the trajectory of your life. That's Pisces, hence why it's opposite of Virgo. These mundane aspects of our lives are magic. It is magic that we are atoms condensed into structures and sound, and lights and perceptions based on gases. Like, what the fuck (laughs) What the actual fuck are we? Pisces is a full moon. It's a full fuck it moon. It's, fuck it, I'm going to devote my time to this because I believe in it. Fuck it, I'm not going to hurt myself or people or opportunities through my lack of accountability to my true feelings and desires or goals because, fuck it, why, why, and why not? Virgo's sun is highlighting how to execute inspired action with diligence, consistency, and patience with a big thing. This is a big-ass full moon, guys. Like, it's a harvest moon on top of that. So just sit with that and what it means. And just past twelve twelve here, which I think is hilarious. That I just completed predominant, you know, part of this discussion here. So I'm just going to throw out some questions. I want you guys to take a pause, take a couple deep breaths, maybe ground down. That was really big. That was a lot. I don't even know if you'll understand half of this, but... It, it's verbalized in a way that can only be verbalized. It's This is a very quantum thing. Um, and we're going to go deeper into this throughout the month and such, so don't you worry. We ain't done. I just gave you guys the first fucking appetizer. Now, get your pens out, get your paper, if you wish to journal. Um, and why journaling in actions association after a rundown with the quantum relationship of the month is important to me personally. Um, I think it helps me embody what it is that I read about. It's not so in the air in my head. Um, I'm also a person who desires protocols and goals to push my day along in a way that gets me closer to what it is that I want for myself. And so this is part of that. Um, But I need it to be anchored in my relationship to spirit. So this is how I do that. Um, I have a grimoire and I write in it every morning and I've had, now I have like 14 of them. I've spent many years with them. So um, this has been a practice that I hope that continues to support me. And I hope that you find a practice that supports you in embodying what it is that helps you reflect and delegate how you create the life that is that you want to live and how that life, associates with the community you live within because servitude to self and community is is the most important thing as a being on planet earth in this ecology this is the way everything works here um the deep ability to serve self gives you the deep ability to know what the community needs in a way that is not damaging to you or anyone it's just an organic blossoming and dying and blossoming and feeding and dying and so forth. So let's get into the questions. This full moon ask yourself: how can you simplify your regulation techniques? Now, whether that be doing four box breath, which we can go over in another episode, maybe you can just Google it really quick. If you have access to the internet, since you do, you're probably, you probably do because you're listening to this. So four box breath, this is a biological control board to me consistent. So um affirmations are great eating really well is fucking fantastic probably the most important thing honestly but the ability to change your biological reactivity and the resilience factor you have with your stressors is going to be kind of the soundboard to how you do anything ever right because your frontal cortex is based on your regulation between both hemispheres of your brain and your nervous system being your central and your parasympathetic nervous system so the four box breath is used by many um different forms of army and marine corps to support being able to regulate in extreme circumstances to make better decisions so your frontal cortex doesn't get shut off because your amygdala will take over and this if we don't have a healthy relationship with this this can happen when we're fucking driving to work or we wake up in the morning and we're uncomfortable or whatever whatever imbalances we already have are going to play off of this So the first thing we can do is how can we simplify our regulation so we're more willing and compliant to regulate versus think, oh, it's too much work, I'm just going to have a beer or whatever it is that you do to regulate, which is fine, but there's always an evolution happening within us. So how can we evolve our regulation techniques? How can you tend in the midst of the moment? So you're running late for work, it's busy, you didn't get to do everything you wanted to do, whatever what is the most important thing that you can do in this moment in time to get the next thing done so say i'm running late for work i need to get my because i have a goal of eating well and taking care of myself so that i can can have that as a consistency what do i need to do what do i need to do to get myself a cup of coffee because that cup of coffee is going to make me feel okay yay okay now i can work on my food right if i even have time I'm running late, so I don't have time. Clearly, more than likely, don't have time to actually make food. I only have time to either get something on the way, um, understand what it is I I can do when I get to the place that I'm at, and how to create a plan. Pretty much, create a plan of action. Like, do I need a plan of action to get food? Do I need a plan of action to get food when I'm at my facility, or do I need a plan of action to get food right now? And. Usually, it's going to be a toss-up between the three, so just do what according. But instead of stressing about the fact that you can't do it, and it's not working, and this morning's frustrating, whatever, take four deep box breaths, which means you... I'm not going to teach you. Just look it up and apply that to your next moment of freak out. Um, and it's not going to be easy to do the first time, but just discern, am I freaking out right now? Am I not able to make a decision? Okay, box breath. Because whatever it is, you're going to take longer to do whatever you're going to do anyway if you don't regulate. So you might as well just get that out of the way. It takes literally four seconds. Um, I think it's four to 25 seconds long. So you have four to 25 seconds more often than not. And if you don't, I'm sorry. But next time you do, fucking utilize it. So how can I simplify regulation? How can I tend to the midst of the moment? How can I better relate to my discernment and discipline in a more playful way so I can be consistent? Um, there's a whole science on consistency and discipline. Look up Andrew Huberman; he has a great talk on it. But <clears throat> you're more likely to be consistent when, you, and with your discipline and your discernments, and your relationship with creating that relationship with discernment itself. So boundaries and outcomes, things like that. You're gonna be more likely to do it if you have less, if you have more joy around it. And that's why play is really vital to children and them learning how to be a person in general. Um, so what better way can we relate to our discernment and discipline in a playful way so we can be consistent? What can I learn about my body's needs? What and that could be going to see, like, get your blood done. That could just simply be like, how consistently do I feel like I progress in my day or how often do I feel overwhelmed over overwhelmed? Um, and how can I attend that? Whether that be addressing your gut flood, gut microbe health, addressing herbal protocols, like using adaptogens and breathing techniques together. Cause that alone can change your natural responses as far as like, if you already have, if you already have biochemical, um, regulation issues being like depression, uh, chemical issues in the brain that cause that make your baseline harder than quote unquote, most, um, neuro, typical people um and this is coming from a neuro what people consider um, not neurotypical but whatever that's a different discussion for a different day um what can i do about my body's needs essentially how can i address them how can i find the support that i need what kind of support do i need do i have access to even understand what that looks like and do i need to reach out for support in that manner and the next question is where and how and who can I reach out to for support? Um, whether that be an organization, a person. Um, there is there is always a resource. We just have to be willing to hunt for it. That's how many creatures have survived mass extinction. So think of your inner crisis as a mass extinction of self. If you don't fucking address it, you're going to expire. So you might as well do it. And who needs my support? How can I give back what it is that I'm getting? And... How can I see that it's actually giving me a lot more than I realize? And broadening my spectrums of support. Because a lot of the time when you start supporting other people, you start to become support in a vast amount of ways because you become interconnected and engaged with your community, 1222. See where that wraps around? Because Pisces and Virgo, literally that is their karmic lesson of life is how can I be so deeply embodied in my bigger picture that my daily life just naturally cradles it to being always without fucking worry the ultimate mother and virgin relationship the ultimate father and son relationship of i am the only thing that knows what you need and i'm going to devote myself to tending to that so that you can do the same for your future that is the pisces in virgo um karmic lesson that's why they're the karmic parents the karmic grandparents they're the representation of a fullness in cycle, a fullness in spectrum, and ultimately us being here now, these questions are the primary source of pertaining to what that all means. All right. I don't know if I got to ramble on y'all, but you know what? I think this is perfect. So thank you for listening. I hope that you can look up three things today. Here's some literary, some, here's some homework. Here's some literary resources for y'all. I think looking up um, Byron Katie and here and Brene Brown. That's kind of my, my favorite book right now, actually, is by her, um, Atlas of the Heart. Phenomenal, phenomenal researcher in human emotion and e- human ecology. Let's just say that. He, ecology of social structures. Brene Brown's the fucking shit. Um, look her up. Whatever you gravitate towards, you probably need to so look her up next is breathing techniques um i would look up the nasal breathing technique, so that's going to teach you how to utilize your nasal passages and the hormones that naturally get released when utilizing them to their fullness how to help that regulate your frontal cortex so that you can make better decisions for yourself and even know what that feels like or looks like because some of us don't even have a fucking baseline for that um and i think the next resource i'm gonna give you is andrew hubberman great podcaster he's a neuroscientist from stanford university i'm not one to tote that usually but like his um approach to being a scientist to me is very very much so representation of what science truly means it is i don't agree with everything he says at all times so utilize your discernment but he has phenomenal information his ability to like dissect research and statistics is phenomenal because Not all statistics and research has done the same, and a lot of it is influenced, and he is a great resource for unbiased, influenced information that is just strictly data and how to help you interpret that data. So Andrew Haberman, great podcaster. That's a verbal, vocal one. You can listen to that while you're driving. Brene Brown, she also has a really great podcast, but I prefer her books. Um, Atlas of the Heart, great starting point for, and very related to the full moon of Pisces. And then what was the first one I gave you? Oh, and breathing techniques. Look up breathing techniques, specifically the nasal breathing, nostril breathing, alternate nostril breathing is what they call it. Nadi Shodhana is the yogic name. I'm a yoga instructor. This is why I know this. But you can do it. Let's get it, motherfuckers. All right. Love y'all. Bye.